Welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. Um, for a second there, I honestly forgot what episode we were on and I was going to pull a Kiana. But welcome to episode eight. This is one of your co-hosts, Courtney. And this is Kiana. And I did not think that forgetting a podcast <laughs> episode was pulling a Kiana. When did that happen? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> we already started remember. off on a high. <laughs> we did, but... That's what popped into my mind, so I just went with it. No, it's um, okay. But yeah, wasn't that like episode five or six? And we were Girl, I don't episode? know. I don't even know what episode this is. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand oh, how we're losing track already. Okay, so I think... No, I did not know nope. I think. This, this is episode eight. No, that's what I said. This is episode eight. Oh. Shit, let me be quiet. Go ahead. Dad, we... <laughs> Y'all have to excuse us. Um, well, I'll at least say excuse me because I'm already two glasses in, and that's what we do. So I have no excuse. Dad, you should have just rolled with it. <laughs> like, yeah, bitch, we two glasses <laughs> in. <laughs> me too. You so, anywho, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, y'all, I really think this episode is going to be straight from the hip because, um, Kiana and I have done little prep as, you know, I feel like we should do, but at least, (laughs) at least like normally we're just like, oh, we're going to talk about this. And we literally turn our conversations into an episode. But today we were like, look, (laughs) this is what we're going to talk about and it'll just come out how it is. Right. Well, you just gonna have to take it. Yeah, and they will. Take that, take that, take that. Sorry. Stop. Um, Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, again, welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. Uh, As always, let me just say this. We appreciate y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all for dropping comments. Um, We appreciate y'all for the feedback. I love when people text me like, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. I'm just now listening to um to episodes one through three. I'm catching up. <laughs> I'm like, it's go ahead and do you. Though, so it's fine. It is. Um, it's like, you know, when you watch a series or something like that. What series are you watching right now, Kiana? Like, what shows are you into? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you just asked that. Because right before you <laughs> called, I was trying to get in as much... I was trying to get in as much of the episode as I could. So right now I'm watching Mindhunter. Have you read, have you heard of it? No. Girl. So it's this episode, uh, not episode, it's a show about, um, it's like the dated times of the FBI. I'm not sure what time period this is. It may be like 1960s, 50s, not sure, not present. Anyway. They are walking through. <laughs> it ain't <walking>, today. <laughs> exactly. They're walking through like this in, these interview processes of them interviewing mass killers. So you're like learning about the psychological um, perspective of mass murderers. Now I told my mama this last night. She called me asking what I was doing. I told her I was watching this show, and she was. I was like, it's really interesting. She was like, girl, I'm worried about you. <laughs> what? Like, mom, the show. It's the show is really really good. I did hear about this. I can't remember who was telling me about it, but I have heard about it. What channel does it come on? Or is it like a Netflix Hulu thing? It's a Netflix show. And I do have to give credit to our, um, our, what's the name of our group chat? The MCC. Um, one of our oh. friends had referenced in the MCC. That's so where good. I heard it. Yes. Yes. It's shout so out to good. the MCC. Yeah. Shout out to the MCC. And matter of fact, if you're in the MCC and you're listening I don't know about Kiana, but I'm about to be hitting y'all up soon for topics and shit. And we will, um, we'll mention you on the show because y'all know that's how we do. But shout out and to right, y'all. And <clears throat> shout out to the MCC. I honestly like we talk so much in there some days, and there's so many funny stories and gems that you know, as podcast decency, we're not going to name drop. I be want to name drop oh, y'all. No. <laughs> name drop y'all because y'all don't be having no tech and you know who I'm talking about he knows who he is (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't even get started on that right now because the conversations <laughs> that that are had in that group chat um let me let me just say this so there were a couple people in the mcc um that didn't realize that you could get to group me off of the computer so we're all like yeah you can you know you can hit up group me on the computer like you i'll be at work looking like i am going in on a report okay i'll be typing my little fingers away well, one day the the group chat went a little a little left, um, a little. <laughs> no, no, no! It wasn't that it went left. It was so left. It was like off the Richter scale. Like it was. You can go anywhere else from. That. And when I tell you, so I was on this day in particular. I chose to log into the group me from my computer, my work computer, because the the chat was just going super ham, and I was like, I cannot be looking at my phone this much with my office door open so i'm on group me from the work computer and when i tell you it went extremely left um i also didn't know where to find like any function of group me on the computer because that's just not what i'm used to right so when it went so left i am frantically looking for the log out button like log me out i don't want any connection to me i was trying to like delete my cookie history whatever that shit is (laughs) on the internet i was like okay the mcc just went a little too far um what's what's beyond rate r uh rated r x rated (laughs) just 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 do with that with 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 you know do that with what you will because i was freaking out i'm like the IT people going to catch me. I'm about to lose my job. <laughs> Somebody going to walk in. It was about to be over. I was just so nervous that day. But shout out to y'all. He was and we're working professionals. Right. We're working professionals, okay? <laughs> All of Every us. Every last person in that chat has a respectable job. <laughs> Every person. Everybody's degreed up. <laughs> like... It's so many degrees in that chat, actually, it doesn't make any sense. But that's not the point. We still, I mean, degree or not, I still ain't got no clue half the time. Right. (laughs) Sometimes you might not even know that I have a degree because, but I shouldn't say that. I just want to, I want to, I want to premise this and um, hopefully our editor can catch this. Y'all, if y'all just heard a commotion, it was because I dropped all of my podcast um, (laughs) tools. On floor. Great. Oh, let's, Lord have mercy. Let me keep drinking. Let's I keep didn't going. hear anything. Yeah, you might not have, but somebody else will on my end when they're listening. Okay. They're going to hear some rumbling well, and tumbling. Ain't nobody beat me be up. all right. They will. Okay. So, enough of that. We'll just call that session right there the pregame. <laughs> the pregame before the brunch. Right. So, we are going to jump into... Well, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I really feel a burp coming on, and I do not want to You better not. I won't, because I'm a lady. I'm just going to okay. say this. This is a very <laughs> raw and uncut episode. I think that this this is what it sounds like when me and Courtney are on the phone, or like right before an episode. This usually doesn't make it to the podcast. But this... It doesn't. Y'all getting everything. Because we ain't do shit. Everything. So... <laughs> And I don't give a shit. It's like our, I said, you're going to take what I give you. It's ours, Courtney. We can come unprepared. We can come late. We can do anything because it's fucking ours. You're right, but let's not come late because I'll be having shit to do. So, <laughs> I'm just joking. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> not, not literally. I don't have time. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Kiana's so mad. Kiana's so mad. Okay, moving on. We're going to um pass the mimosa now. So, today's quote is... Well, you know what you're drinking. Um, oh, damn. I'm sorry. I'm drinking the same... Well, what did I drink? <laughs> Past tense? Because yes. it's gone. I was drinking Moscato. Um... So when we catch this break, I'm going to need to refill. What are you drinking? So it's this other name I can't pronounce on here. I'm going to stick to the English. Um, <laughs> she was so pressed about telling y'all what she was drinking and she can't even pronounce it. I can't it. pronounce it. It's okay. I don't look like an ass. But it's called Rattler Grapefruit. It's a beer. Well, I guess it's not a beer. It's like a cider. But it's a grapefruit cider beer. It's so good. 
It's so you know good. I love a good cider. And it's grapefruit. So if you like grapefruit, you'll enjoy this. I don't, but I'll drink it. I'll try any drink once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. What's the, what's the quote right. for it? <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Okay. I, I think you might, I think you One, might be One, because I'm hungry as shit. I don't, Listen, I I'm not saying that. it in the way of you I mean, did that. You did this. This was poor planning. You should have snacked. Wait a minute. I did snack, first of all, but you already know how I eat. Like, I eat all day, every day. So, like, this is not abnormal. This was going to happen regardless. I could have ate at 6 o'clock and I was still going to be hungry by 8.30. Okay? <laughs> so, the quote for the day is, Dang, it's funny that we just went through all of this clowning shit and we're about to hit, like, a low-key serious topic. Oh, Quote yeah, damn. Okay, let's straighten up. Let's yeah, straighten we, up. We here, y'all. We're back. <laughs> Snatched. For the days when I choose to take my cape off, wash it, and rest my weary shoulders, accept my sighs, my tears, my ignore phone calls, and dismiss text messages. I can't feel from an empty cup. Wonder Woman has gone fishing. So, Kiana sent me this article... Early to, earlier today and I was like oh my goodness I think I have seen you know a similar article um <laughs> being all the way 100 for the longest because I was like trying to send it to Kiana for the longest I couldn't find it but I ran across another article that we're actually going to start with um and it is about <clears throat> how women of color have um high ambitions but little support as it relates to climbing the corporate, and I'm doing air quotes around corporate because corporate could be whatever your industry is, Um, but climbing that professional or career ladder. Um, So we kind of wanted to touch on this today, and I guess my first question for you, Kiana, is like, when you started out on your journey or like with your career, like, what were your visions or like what were your aspirations to get to you know what I mean so like when you when you thought about your industry and what you wanted to do in your profession what was like okay I'm going to be at this level by the time I'm such and such age or whatever you know what I mean stuff like that right right um that's a very (laughs) profound question early into this but I guess we can, we're making the switch. Um, I think for me, well, for me, I, I never really disclosed where I work. I will say I do work in higher education um, on the government side of higher education right now. And I think that when I started um, my career in higher ed, which was maybe a year after undergrad, yeah, about a year after undergrad, I worked in college admissions. And after that, I really saw myself... Um, becoming the president of a university that's that's then now I, i'm not that sure <laughs> that's what um <laughs> my role looks like but honestly like that was my aspiration i did want to be the co- the college president of hbcu um but as i've learned and reality has started to set in and you learn about the different college campuses and the nuances of hbcus my goals have shifted. but that was what i had set my sights on now i don't know where i want to go next in terms of um higher ed because i've transitioned out of the university side and now on the more you know political or government side of education so i'm really you know taking a stab at something different in education right now um and for listeners that might just be tuning in do you mind sharing like what field of um higher ed that you're in like what side of it that you're in you mean like my exact role maybe not necessarily the exact role but like the area the field and i'm saying this for a reason just because i also think that there are fewer people of color in your field Okay. So Um, I feel like that leads. I'm in college access. (laughs) That gives any um, idea to what I'm doing. So I provide access to underrepresented areas um, in my state and assist with that. So yeah, college access. Okay. 
Um, so you were asking for me. Um, <laughs> okay, you might be right. I might be a little buzzed because now I can't even remember what I, I asked you. I think you are. But, okay, and that's fine. No, 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 it <laughs> is, and there's nothing wrong with it because I like when you're buzzed, and this is little caveat and we don't have to go all the way into this but Courtney always be lying about being drunk and she don't be so I'm happy okay wait we are gonna go into this because I'm not gonna let you lie on my name like that no every time we drink and I'm like Courtney we going in like I am I am and she just be so sober no 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 so my drunkness just looks a little different than everybody else's depending on the environment that i'm in so we are and we apologize for going off topic right now y'all but i'm not gonna let her do this to me and call me a liar one story so my drunkness just looks a little different than everybody else's now i will say i may like over exaggerate about how road i'm gonna get i'm i'll be like yeah we about to turn up this week and i can't wait the crew about to be back together and i'm like y'all i'm good because they know that i don't take shots like that anymore um or as much but as of late i kind of been getting back on that train i've been trying to ease back into it but my point is i know my limits and if i want to last the entire night (laughs) which y'all always plan to do i know how to drink i had to learn that the hard way back in college and so they'd be like oh courtney you're not doing that i'd be drunk you would not think i had a degree but i get drunk <laughs> i'd be drunk it just doesn't <laughs> right. i'd be being drunk <laughs> i'd be being drunk be you should see me drunk. with my snatch back hand right now i'd be being drunk oh crack it up and I feel like I can do that because I have a degree. So, what? Um, but, yes, I get drunk. Um, it just looks different. And Kiana knows this, too. Like, when I'm done, <laughs> she I will put done. myself on a time out. I will, um, I'll be the first one to be like, mm, I'm going to go ahead and tap out, put myself in the car. I'm going to take a nap or go back to the room, go in a separate room, whatever I need to do to just, like recuperate and then i bounce back and then i'm coming back in and we and i might you know i might just be back at it for the rest of the night but i just know what i need to do so i'm i'm always i'm not always drunk but i always turn up it just looks different that's all thank you thank you so for that story. back to the thank topic <laughs> i hate you oh i hate you so much because you was gonna try to sit there and play me Back to your question, um, what were my aspirations in terms of my career field? Um, Well, first, I guess I need to start with the fact that I am not in the field that I thought I was going to be in. I did always think that I was going to work in corporate America for like a Fortune 500 or something like that. Um, But even then, I always knew that I wanted to be a boss. And not like in the boss of, in the sense of being bossy, but somebody's leader. Like I just, I just always saw myself in those types of positions. I, and not because of any sort of arrogance or anything like that, but it was just confidence. And I feel like I've known, um, or I've discovered like what I brought to the table. Um, so with that being said, I guess now being in the position that I'm in, being in an H- in HR, um, I definitely have still have aspirations of getting to like um, C-suite levels and, you know, those types of things. But I'm also a very grassroots person. <clears throat> so I kind of like to take the time to get the hands on experience so that I can be a better C-suite level person because I feel like there are tons of people in those management or director level positions that don't really know anything about the work very true so um as i was reading this article um like i mentioned it was just really about women of color who have really high ambition like and i just feel that that alone i feel to be so true because i could look around my circle of friends and and even you know associates and there are hella people that are just like where I'm at right now is not it. And they're always going after more, whether it's a new position, whether it's, you know, 
um, doing speaking engagements, whether it's getting certifications. Like, I don't know any black woman or any woman of color that is just sitting being idle. Like, at least not in my circle. And it doesn't matter the profession. Like, everybody's always going after more. But in the midst of that, it's like, what type of support are we getting? Especially because we've been the minority and we continue to be the minority right now. You know what I mean? Like we're so ambitious, but we're not really getting the support that we need. So in Kiana, how long have you been in your position now? Almost two years. So in this role, or I guess maybe even in this career journey, what type of support like has been, has worked best for you or do you feel like you have gotten the support that you needed from your managers or director? I don't know what the equivalent there is for you, but you know what I mean? Like sweet levels, how much interaction do you have with um, like executive leadership and stuff like that? So um, I'll start off with my first experience at a small college in Cleveland. And I think that professionally in terms of support that was probably the most supported I've ever been um in my professional career um in higher education I will say that I've had other jobs before that and I was extremely supported there too but in terms of like on my career journey um that small college in Cleveland was absolutely phenomenal and that support actually came from my my director and as I alluded to like she's a woman and I feel as mm. now that I've had several different um, managers across the board in terms of sex, um, I think the most support does come from women and women who um, really take the time to get to know you and your aptitudes and the things that, um, you know, that you may be interested in or the things that you may not necessarily know that you're great at. You know what I'm saying? And they just push you. And I found that that was the most challenging and yet the most rewarding position that I've had so far. Um, My current position is very challenging. However, I don't feel as though... I mean, I'm supported in my role in terms of everyday um, roles and responsibilities, but in terms of forward progression or making that next move or catapulting me to where I want to be next in my career, that support doesn't exist for me right now. So how do you navigate that? You navigate that through supporting other women and hopefully them in turn supporting you. I found that if I'm not getting that in the workplace, then in terms of like my um, executive management, then I can get it from other colleagues across the board that aren't also receiving that type of support to move them forward in their career goals. Hmm. Okay. Um... So for me, if I think back to my previous, mm, man, I guess I've had quite a few bosses, but I've also had quite a few jobs um, since I first started working. But um, I guess in most recent years, it's interesting. So I'm currently at a nonprofit or a larger nonprofit. Um, But prior to that, I was at a quote unquote smaller nonprofit Um, in comparison, and my boss was a white, blonde-haired, blue-eyed male. Um, And in some ways, I felt very supported when it came down to the flexibility that I needed, um, when it came down to understanding my value with the organization and with my direct supervisor, Um, When it came to him um, going to bat for me about raises, if need be, that was there. Like that, those were things that I did not have to question. One of the first conversations that we had when I got in the position was, he was like, so, you know, that typical question of where do you see yourself, you know, in the next few years or what do you want to aspire to, those types of things. And I had a conversation with him and I told him, um, and he was like, well, why not an executive director? And I was like, oh, that is definitely on the list. But you asked me, like, over the next few years, I know, you know, what it's going to take to get there, so on and so forth. But all that to say, he was very supportive in those aspirations. Um, and if he could have done whatever he needed to to get me there, 
I'm 100% confident that he would have. But I think that was also about um, him seeing my value and understanding the retention that was needed. So he was just like, whatever I need to do to keep her here, I'll do That's You know, whatever is within my means. Now, on the flip side of that, there were other ways in which I didn't necessarily feel supported by him. But that's, you know, that kind of just came with the territory of him not really knowing the field and having the experience that I needed him to have as a supervisor in in my field. Um, So that was kind of an interesting dynamic because I feel like oftentimes those are the positions or the situations that you're in um, when you do have a um supervisor that might be a white male and I'm not saying that all white men are like this but that's really where the challenge comes into play whereas like in your situation you know you had your direct supervisor was a woman so of course you know they're not of course but you know they were on that same track and of course they wanted to see you um excel in that because they got it and they they understand that plight or that struggle so to speak um So I think that's a little interesting because that is not always commonplace. And I think that there's this um, culture of the angry black woman in the workplace. Like, I feel like people have um, or feel like it's a risk or supervisors or managers feel like it's a risk to really support the black woman or maybe not just the black woman. I don't want to, you know not be inclusive, but women of color, but for black women, women in particular, because I still feel like there's such this stereotype of the angry black woman and they fear what that's going to look like for them in the workplace. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that, but I, I still, I guess I still just don't understand what the battle or what the struggle is for the lack of uh, support. Mm, I'm stuttering today. Um, <laughs> lack of support to see, women of color excel you know what I mean I understand I don't you know honestly I think that where I am especially working um in the government right now I think that there's also a strong culture of um people being stagnant in their roles and them not wanting Mm. to move meaning that if they don't move you don't move (laughs) because it's not like um it's not like corporate corporate America where you can you know um move up or around and things like that. And granted, you can move around in your agency, but most times if you do want to move up in a government agency, um, if that specific position that you're gunning for is filled, most likely that position is going to stay filled until that person decides to retire or hopefully that person will decide to move on and maybe progress in their, and achieve their own goals. But a lot, of, a lot of the times, a lot of people are stuck in like these lockstep positions in government agencies where they don't move up or some people are just comfortable or maybe they've reached you know their goals um and I do want to clarify something like I do feel supported in terms of like time all people are I had to have emergency surgery a few weeks ago everybody was really great about that but in terms of like for mm-hmm. momentum that's just where we're lacking you know and I think that it does have a lot to do with learning the temperament of African-American women too and when it's time mm-hmm. to address those certain, um, I guess, hot topics um, in terms of, like, how we'll react or um, the message that we try to give off, especially if we feel like we're being underserved. And at most times, mm-hmm. a lot of people will bring up those topics. Your boss um, will bring up those topics under, like, crucial conditions about, like, oh, you know, I think that you feel undervalued. What can we do for your next – you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's usually um, – a conversation that they don't really know what direction that'll go in. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this too. Um, and I don't, I can't speak for everybody on this, but oftentimes for me, I guess setting myself aside, if I think of myself, like if I have my HR hat on, um, a lot of times your forward progression has to do with, um, what you're willing to do to either initiate it, navigate it, or and or advocate for yourself. So, like, I've always said, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. And so that is as it relates to your, you know, your personal life, your work life, all of that. So if, and I'm not saying that this is what women are doing, but a lot of times I feel like that is the expectation for women is that 
they're just going to sit by silently and not say anything and they should just be grateful for whatever positions that they have they should just be grateful for um whatever you know salary that they're receiving and if if you know you're in a situation where um mm, and i might and i'm gonna have to pause because i might be talking to myself snaps and a shout out to jesus okay um but if you know you're in a position where you know you have a certain level of expertise you know what I mean? Like if you're the subject matter expert, like you can't just set that aside and sit by quietly in a room. Um, you have a voice and um, you have experience and you bring value to something. And so that needs to be stated. And people don't know that you want to progress unless you say so. Because and especially in particular in some fields, they will let you sit there. And like kind of to your point, Kiana, like because there is no movement, because people are just kind of um, content in their positions, then there's nowhere for you to move to. But if that means you have to leave, you have to leave in order to get whatever level of success that you're looking for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you just can't you can't just sit and not say anything. And I'm not saying that that's what all women do, but I think that that's just the expectation for women to do is just be like. Well, I'm grateful for my job and this is where I'm going to be. Because the article was also referencing that um, black women are most likely to say that they, you know, have these ambitions, but they're also less supported. Um, People or managers just, they fear taking that risk because we are unlike or sometimes we challenge their thought process. So if we're not just getting on the bandwagon of whatever they're saying. It's just like, "Mm, let me go ahead and promote this person who I know thinks like me as opposed to somebody that's going to challenge the process. So, Well, I think that meshes well. And, like, we can integrate the second topic into this topic because, I mean, it goes hand in hand. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, now there was an article that I saw on Blavity. Shout out to Blavity. We have a friend that works there. Um, Do we? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Courtney. Well, you said we we have a Bob, we have a fellow Bobcat at Blavity. Oh, 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 oh. okay. I know you're talking okay. about. Shout out to Blavity. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, I was on Blavity and I read an article about. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get about to pull up the article so we can actually have concrete facts but it alluded to, well not alluded to but it talked about um the problem with the superwoman syndrome and how a lot of people um always tell women to get it together mm. and how you telling me to get it together or um toughen up things like that is insulting and um a lot of people think that black women, when they bring their emotions to the forefront, that is often, you know, draped in the fact that we may look like the angry black woman. And so when you do want to address mm-hmm. these topics and you do want to advocate for yourself and you're passionate about that and there's nothing wrong with being passionate about it. Or let's say you're in education and you're advocating for one of your students and you're passionate about that and you're not being angry. Um, we have to. A lot of women find that they have to navigate their emotions or just completely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They just completely have to shelter their emotions. Like, I, I, I'm not feeling this way. I don't have these emotions. I, I don't feel frustrated. I don't feel upset. I don't feel um, these all these different things because you're African-American and you don't want to be seen as the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, um, what's Amanda Seals shirt say, or what she said to Caitlyn Jenner, I'm not, I'm not hostile, I'm passionate. Right. And so when I read the article that you sent me and then, um, the one that I sent in return, it was just like, that's funny because I consider myself somebody who I... I don't want to say that I am exempt from playing the game, but I make 
very intentional efforts not to play the game with like I'm not going to play that political game like I'm not about to be fake with you I'm not about to you know sugarcoat anything because it's a is a professional setting you know I'm not about to be super diplomatic just you know just to cover your feelings or because this is what we have to do because oh this is the CEO you can only say certain things you know that type of thing <clears throat> but the, in this type of situation especially because of certain fields that people are in like you're saying, like whether you're advocating for your students or advocating for employees, like passion has to stop being viewed as hostility. Like emotions just, have to again, stop. <laughs> right, stop have to be viewed as hostility because just because I I articulate something or I say something to you and you and it challenges what you can comprehend, that's not my problem. Step your game up. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out there and do the work or get out there and experience something so that you can understand a particular perspective or point of view. But I'm not going to, or I don't want to have to, I should say, um, minimize my passion and my advocacy because you can't comprehend it. That's... Yeah, that's that's for you to do. That's for you to deal with. Like right. We were talking about Amanda Seals earlier, but we'll leave that. <laughs> right, that's a whole that. different tangent. <clears throat> um, what was this part of the article? I was just um, trying to read through it to find it. Um, anyway, there's just uh, <laughs> there's just a lot of things. Um, what is it? Okay, so it says, like, get it together. Like, when people tell women, like, get it together, or the fact that you have all these emotions and they want you to get them under control. And everybody, and in the article, it says something very important to me. And it was like, it's insulting because isn't that already the point in life? Like, aren't you trying to get it together? Aren't, isn't he trying to get it together? Isn't she down the hall trying to get it together? And so, why am I being excluded and telling me, like, I need to get my emotions together? That's the goal right. for everybody. On Every given day. And why do I have to have it together and y'all and you don't. don't? And you don't. And, um, you know, one of my friends, she had talked about this on Facebook about being an angry black woman. Her not being able to express her emotions. And I was just like, it's a basic human right. One, it's a basic hum- human reaction. One, it's a and two, it's a basic human right to be able to express your emotions and not be seen as the angry black woman. I have emotions because I'm fucking human. Right. It has nothing to do with being an angry black woman. But what about these angry white men out here shooting people up? We don't see angry black women doing that since we so fucking mad. And we're not telling them to get it together. Right. We're not telling y'all to get it together at all. We're not telling them to leave their feelings at the do- at the door of the hotel that they just checked in to shoot 50-some people. You know what I mean? Right. Like... Y'all, y'all talking to me as if I'm out here throwing bombs. Like, that's not the case. That is not the case at all. So I'm just an advocate for if you don't feel like you have it together, you don't fucking have to. You don't have to have it together every day, all day. Um, Just because having it together is relative. Right. Like, my success looks completely different from yours. And I'm not going to have it together to your standard. Like, what does that even fucking really mean? Sorry. Right. I have all these emotions and then you want me to fucking coddle your feelings too? No. No. I'm not doing that. No. I can't. You better <laughs> try Jesus. Don't try me. Right. <laughs> so I thought that that article was I'm just so interesting because a lot of people struggle with that daily day in and day out especially as women and men are the number one perpetrators of saying stuff like that to women um when we're experiencing hardships and things like that whatever it is that we want to complain about and it's just like suck it up fuck you mean suck it up right (laughs) like right no i don't have to like if i'm me telling you i'm experiencing this doesn't make it any doesn't mean i won't be able to tolerate this but i'm letting you know these are my emotions and then it and then it you know just ends up being a situation where women feel as if they have to be in a position of being 
um, Superwoman, which is where um, the pastor mimosa, the quote of the day, came from. Like, when I want to set aside my cape for the day, when I want to take it off, I have every, you know, I have deserved every moment of doing that. You know what I mean? I have deserved and and earned every bit of that because society has placed this this expectation that you want us to play small but play big at the same time. Um, you know, there was a time, you know, back in the day where it was just like women can be stay-at-home wives, but there was still this expectation of you want me to take care of your take care of your kids, take care of you, clean house and home, have all of this together. Um, and then that transition into doing, still doing all of that and, and being a provider and having an income and going to work and not saying that you can't do all of those things, but like you want me to be superwoman and quote unquote, get it together. So when I choose to set that shit aside for a moment, when I choose to have my glass of wine or when I choose to shed a couple tears because I'm stressed, I earned it. And that's that. Like, and you earned it too. Shit, go do that. <laughs> Whatever it is you need to do, go do that. But don't don't put expectations on me that you can't even manage yourself. And I will say this in terms of like professional support, um, African American women need moral support from African American men. <laughs> um Mm-mm. And that's a whole, and I, and I could talk about this for days and I could talk about it for years. And I've had these conversations with my friends before. I believe that, and I can't, I will not put people in a box. I'm not going to generalize all black men. But I will say this a lot of black men love black women in terms of pleasure, in terms of how they can be, you know, satisfied, in terms of looking at women and taking women out, spending money on women, feeding your ego. But do y'all really love black women? Like, y'all still disrespect us. Y'all still don't care about us. Y'all still tell us to get it together. When Honestly, that's a cry for help. We need you. I'm sitting over here with the duck lips and rolling my eyes. We need you. Because... And so, I just challenge y'all to say... I mean, go beyond saying, like, I love black women. I know y'all love the way we look. We appreciate that. But how about going a little bit further? They love the idea of a black, of black woman, woman. Of a black woman. But nurturing a black woman, caring for a black woman, absolutely loving and cherishing a black woman, despite the fact that you may not be romantically involved with her, you don't have to have sex with somebody to care about another woman. Care about us because and I'm supposed to be this. your sister. Not because I'm not... Not because I'm not sleeping with you or because I'm sleeping with right. you. I'll say this across the board, though, men need to men in general need to do better at that. Um, uh, Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club, you know, talking about, you know, men playing into rape culture and all of that. That's the same across the board. If you really support women the way that or if you really know what is being done to women, um, is wrong like you need to step up and be the advocate because a lot of these things won't change until men step up and promote that change whether that is in rape culture whether that is in um, the workplace whether that is in equal pay whether that is at home like a lot of these things won't change and that that is a very unfortunate situation it shouldn't be that way, but that is currently the case. A lot of these things are not going to change until we, or until men uh, step up and become advocates for us. And like you, you said, know not just and, because and I get that. they love the idea of us. Men do need to do that across the board. But how about these white women, too? Because a black feminist looks way different than a white one. It is. It is. These white women need to advocate, as, too. And I'm talking about, and I have no issue with advocating for women in general, but I got to help my community first, because who else helping us? I am I am completely in agreement with that, but at the end of the day, like, a woman is still a woman, and unfortunately... They don't cape for a us. A lot of things... St- they don't cape for us, but if, if the white man ain't cake for us, like... If the white man ain't doing that, that white woman ain't doing it either. So until they do it, 
I mean, right, I can't ask a white, white man to cape for me before I ask a white woman to cape for me. Mm, I'm just saying that that's where the change starts, and and because otherwise, because <laughs> and and that is the reason why white women don't do for us the way they do for themselves because little have they realized is that they're still operating under the function of their white male counterparts. So like they're feminist, they're feminist, you know, through and through until it impacts us, until it impacts me as the black woman, because it's in relation to the white male. Like they'll only go so far because the white male is still their master. And we have been long over that shit mm-hmm. we have been long over that shit meaning like i was gonna say gonna i don't know how far we move from it we're from it not 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 saying that that does not exist we are clearly still the minority but in terms of black women thinking that like we're, we're not gonna cater to the white man because fuck them <laughs> like simply put like fuck them so we don't see them as our in some ways we don't see them as our master which is why we're out here like i am a feminist for all women not just a feminist for black women whereas white women are like i'm a feminist until i have to do it for women of color (laughs) like the fuck said you're playing what no <laughs> because they still reap certain benefits that we don't and they are not willing to put those things and those benefits and those privileges at risk because they're still white <laughs> they still I mean, have privileges I, I that we that. don't i get that and i don't want to make it seem like i would not advocate for white women but that's like this is not what this is about <laughs> it's not it's not but whatever we do what we want the point is um we're expected to be super Super women have it all together and that's and that's not just for black women i think of course for us we feel like the the struggle or the burden or the plight is a little different but white women and they they experience that shit as well. Like that expectation is still there for them. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, it the, is. It that's, is. That's that's just the you know that's just the the point of it all is that there are these expectations of us to just be super women in the workplace at home. We gotta <laughs> shout out to um to seventy two and ten. Uh, podcast, but <laughs> we gotta make a sandwich. Suck a <laughs> no, D. <I> can't. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and shut the fuck up. But do everything else as well. And that's that's no shade, y'all. That's no shade because <laughs> most women I know have no problem doing those things. <laughs> so. <laughs> My I point just, is, I, I'm we just, just want... to say, I, their support looks different from ours. We may experience the same thing, but the support that they have looked di- looks different from ours. Who support? White women. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. It looks totally different. The resources, it looks totally different. Some of them are the same. Some of them are the same. You know, a lot of things that bring us together um, are socioeconomic status. Like, poor black women, poor white women. They kind of experience almost similar um, things. However, when white people make it out of the hood or country or ghetto, um, they just look like normal white people. They don't look like people who come from nothing. They just assume we always do. Um, okay. I just, their support looks different. And it's not, I, I'm not saying that, but I just have, I don't know, maybe my tolerance for white tears today just ain't there. Your tolerance for who? White tears today. Oh. <laughs> I just, I just don't care. Oh, yeah, we won't care. even, we won't even get on that. We won't, yeah, yeah we won't I can't. do that. That's a topic for another day. But um, no, I completely agree that the support does look different. But I think that just goes back to that point of they still like, even in socioeconomic statuses, if that is the same or similar, um, they still have a privilege that I don't. They're white. Right. That is privilege alone. And that is privilege enough um, to get them to where 
they may want to be as opposed to me. Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm going to just say this. <laughs> when I ignored the phone calls, on top, of, on top of, one, just wearing the cape, and secondly, being an introvert, um, and don't debate me on this, folks, um, when I'm ignoring the phone calls, when I need to take the cape off, like... Don't, you know, don't push me. Just love me from a distance. Check on me. See how I'm doing. You know, all of that. But understand that I just need to set the cape down. <laughs> I just need to take it off for a minute. That's so all. when do we know whether it's self-care, like, or you putting your cape away when you don't respond to text messages? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all how petty Kiana is. And she's like, she's like on a, um... I don't even know what the word is, but she is just like on this track of letting people know that I don't respond to text messages during the hours of nine to five. She don't. And I don't think it's anything wrong with it. Did we already talk about this? I don't know. I think we have. So we're just going to skip over that. We're going to go back to your question of when do we know? Yeah, how do we know? For me, you may not know. You may not know or understand. I'm be completely honest. <laughs> so how do we honest. know the right way to? How do we know the right way to support you if we don't know? No, no, no. no. I think that's a. I think that's the difference. I think it's. I think it's different. Like, and that's not necessarily literally speaking. My point is, if I just need a moment, and especially if I tell you, like, y'all, my bad. You know, I've been checked out for a minute. Or I've been grinding. Whatever. I've been doing A, B, and C. Um, cause I, let's also keep in mind, like, I, to my point earlier, I know very few people who are just sitting and not doing anything. And so I am not just sitting and not doing anything, whether I'm doing something for the board or one of the boards that I'm on or my business or this podcast or work, like, yeah, text messages get missed and I ain't shit for that. I'm trying to do better. Okay. Love me anyway. <laughs> But if I'm telling you, no, you know, I have, I have this going on, still support me anyway. Don't take it personal. I, I just wanted to know how the people could support you. I deal with you how I deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, trying to come for me again. Um. So, yes, was there anything else that you wanted to add to that topic, Kiana? No. Oh, by the time y'all listen to this, um... It's Thanksgiving to be passed. So happy Thanksgiving, y'all. <laughs> it'll be like two weeks from, It'll be like two weeks I from know, now. It'll but... be like two weeks from Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. My now favorite I holiday, get it. So. Kiana was so pressed about... not. Let me not say that. She was not so pressed. Yo, I, first off, I'll, I'll advocate for myself. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Kiana I really wanted to, to do a Thanksgiving episode. episode. I wanted to do a Thanksgiving episode. And Courtney was like, no. Nah. She was like, no. Nah. <laughs> no, let me tell y'all how this really went down. Kiana says, ooh, should we make this our Thanksgiving episode? Um, you know, this way, you know, it would take off the stress of coming up with two topics. And I was like, so you know how you can like, like a comment or like a text message or love it, all of that. So I question marked her message because I was like, Side eye what? There was nothing to question. She read it. She could read. Yes. And then I responded and said, but we still going to need two topics. <laughs> I was just like, well, I didn't, I didn't understand. And let me also say, she said, we should make this our Thanksgiving episode. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> well, I think that's what we should do. You never gave me the chance to explore that. And, and it could have been phenomenal. It could have been very festive. But I but also didn't we never, say no. We never crossed that bridge. I also didn't say okay. no. <laughs> There's always next year, God willing. So, um, <laughs> Not God willing. I just, it's the truth. Like our days are <laughs> promise, honey. And we're 45, we don't know. So, um... Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. I hope y'all ate a lot. Have fun. Courtney's not that excited, but that's all right. We could just No, I am. I'm actually very excited. Um, I just, I got to stop saying that. Where are you going for Thanksgiving, Courtney? So, I'm going to my auntie's house. I'll be in Cleveland. Okay. 
see you be in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Where will you be? Slightly jealous. Um, I'll be in Atlanta. Okay. Don't be jealous. Where my um, mama? because when we record again in two weeks, we'll do a holiday episode and we can we can um pre plan about our Christmas episode. How about that? <laughs> did you say did you say we could do a holiday episode? Something like that. About for Christmas. Fuck your politically fuck your politically correct episode. I don't want to do a holiday episode. It's gonna be Thanksgiving or Christmas. Or I Kwanzaa. just said Christmas. <laughs> I literally just said that. I just I said we can like do a Christmas, Christmas episode. Okay, so you just mad because we missed Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. Because Thanksgiving is so disrespected. It is so disrespected. All holidays are not created equal. You wanna know why? Cause soon as Halloween comes, they say fuck Thanksgiving. They throw up the Santas. They throw up the trees. There's no Thanksgiving music. Who why ain't nobody create Thanksgiving songs? Y'all need to go, you know what? I'm just done. Go write them. Go write them. And tell me how that works out. Go write those Thanksgiving songs. I didn't re- and I am not seeing you or viewing you right now as hostile. Or as an angry black woman, you are just passionate about Thanksgiving. And I can appreciate that. Courtney, I want to tell you something, but it's going to be off the podcast. Because <laughs> okay. it ain't pretty. Okay. She don't know. I'm going to just hang up with her after this. <laughs> so Shut up. I am standing in the way between Courtney and some food. So we can go ahead and go to our last round. All right. What we got? Shit, I don't know. Um. <laughs> Shit. Okay, I know. Oh my goodness, I know my tip for the week. So I'll okay, start. Okay, give me your tip too. I am giving my tip to Everyday Media. Shout hey, out! To, shout out! <laughs> shout out to the podcast fam. I don't think like anytime I say that or anytime I think about it, like I for real get super excited. Shout out to Everyday Media. Um, we just. In the last couple of weeks, just joined uh, that crew slash team. Um, our homeboy from 72 and 10 podcast is doing our editing now. Um, so we're just really excited to be a part of that crew. We have been in um, <laughs> a group chat with guys from 72 and 10 and Sweats and Suits. And they are hilarious. So any opportunity... Hilarious is like and a understand- statement it (laughs) is like are off the chain but i love it because i still feel like now keep in mind we have not met these folks in person yet and i hope that does not we can walk past them on the street and and not even fucking know and i hope that doesn't sound uh creepy but like i be cracking up like i feel like i could be in that chat like we have known them for forever and just say like those are for real the homies so shout out to everyday media um you know i have to give you like a 25 30 percent tip because um we're excited to be taking the podcast to the next level so shout out to y'all for that shout out to sweats and suits as well um appreciate the love that you guys have shown um y'all's podcast is hilarious i don't know what made me think the other day I was listening to both Sweats and Suits and 72 and 10, of course, separately. Um, and I was listening at work with my office door open and no headphones on. And I was just like, this is probably the most that. foolish thing I've ever done. And I was like, let me grab these headphones real quick because these dudes are wild. But I love it and I'm here for it. Um, I do have one more tip. Um, shout out to my girl Marty because she helped me move a queen size mattress. Um, <laughs> as as of when this episode airs, it'll be a couple weeks. But shout out to her because two women and a truck should be coming to a city near you. We for real moved this shit within like what felt like fifteen minutes. So shout out to us being super women. Look at y'all. I'm proud of you and Marty. Not that I don't not that I didn't think that you guys were capable of that, but girl, I couldn't have signed up for it. When I tell you, and I work out, but I was winded as fuck. Okay? I was <laughs> winded. I came out with a uh bruise. Don't ask me how. 
but we made it happen. I rented that U-Haul. We lifted this mattress and this box spring and called it a day. So. Okay, who you tipping this week? Dang, I ain't even had no tip. Okay, moving on. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Think about it. No, no, no. Let's no, let's let's do it. Okay. <laughs> let's okay. go on to brunch recommendations. Okay. Um, I can start since I skipped my tip. Um, so this past weekend, no, the weekend before <laughs> last, um, I went out to brunch with our lovely friend, Cece. Hey, Cece um, girl. <laughs> we went to a place in East Nashville. East Nashville is like the real trendy area here. And, um, actually all this shit is trendy. Anyway, um. We went to this place called Sky Blue. Really cute cafe in East Nashville. Um, Cece's food looked absolutely amazing. I mean, like, breathtaking. And I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. I am a picky eater. Mm-hmm. Super picky eater. So, me going to these brunches, one, is fun. But then it's kind of, like, complex. Because y'all don't want to keep getting the same thing. But I don't eat a lot of different stuff. So, I decided to get this bowl, right? <laughs> I had to call Courtney right after to let her know about this experience. So I got this biscuit bowl, and Uh -uh. I told them I didn't want any gravy, I think any pico, and y'all, they brought me out, crumbled, they literally went in the back, crumbled up the biscuits in their hand, put one scrambled egg and um, some bacon in there. But wait, was it called biscuit bowl? Because... If it was, like, that shit don't even sound good. No, it wasn't. I can't remember what it was called. It just wasn't. That wasn't the best choice for me. Okay. Um, Just because I'm just not a risk taker. And I think I just, I made it too simplistic. So, I sent it back, got something else. And that was still really good. But that biscuit, they should have known better. When she brought that out to me, she should have like, eh, you sure you want this? <laughs> but she gave me this dry ass biscuit bowl, y'all. It was terrible. Damn. So that's my, um, so check out, uh, Sky Blue. The breakfast was good after, you know, I kept some shit on it that was on the menu <laughs> and, you know, decided to be a decent human being and not mess up everything. So yeah. An adult. Sky yeah. Blue. Don't um. Do that. <laughs> my brunch. Child, in case y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> Just saying. My brunch of the week is actually, um, it's called CBC. It's here in Columbus. Um, (laughs) and I actually have not been there for their brunch before. I've been there for their lunch and happy hour, but I am, um, I'm trying to think of when this podcast will air. I think it'll be the week after, but I am hosting my birthday brunch there in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to try their brunch. You ain't sure on a birthday brunch. Oh shit! See, <laughs> let me get off this podcast. Come, wrap it up then. <laughs> wrap it up. Then. <laughs> Kiana is so has been so mad at me on this episode um, because it's really I it's really for like local people because one of the boards that what I'm on. What the fuck did I just get excluded from a brunch because I'm not local? <laughs> you about to drive six hours for a Sunday twelve o'clock brunch? I'm sorry, but if I can go to House of Japan before. See, y'all, that's the only reason why she's trying to come. Back to my point, so we can wrap up this episode. Um, I am hosting a my birthday brunch there, but because I'm on a board here in Columbus, and um, I wanted an opportunity for them to come speak to like some of my friends in Columbus so that more people and more, uh, a more diverse group of people know about the organization and can support and um volunteer and get engaged with this uh school so i'm excited to visit cbc they have traditional mimosas and they have also informed me that they have like these specialty mimosas that i'm excited to try so i'll definitely update you guys on how that experience was or is whatever Mm -hmm. i hope your brunch fun she's so mad Y'all, I'm not petty friends, so it is what it is. I don't care. Okay, I'm Kiana, to share I'm the good news. anything but me. <laughs> share the good news with them. Where can they find us? <laughs> Did you cut me? 
you know what? We got to get off this podcast because we really, we can't do this in front of company. We can't. Y'all can find us on Instagram at bitches double underscore love double underscore brunch. Make sure to go on SoundCloud to um, comment and repost. Go subscribe on iTunes and like and review. Give us some stars. Give us y'all feedback. Y'all, the SoundCloud um, comments are actually pretty cool. You can, like, comment while you're listening, and we'll comment back. Like, we can have a, we can have a conversation. Y'all can have a conversation with each other. Also, the Facebook is still under construction. We'll have that for you shortly. But thank you so much again for tuning in to us. We really appreciate all the love and support, y'all. This has been... It, I think we've gotten a... More support than what I thought um, in these beginning stages of this podcast. So we really, really appreciate that. So keep sticking with us and share it with your friends and try to get it out there as much as possible. All right, y'all. That wraps up episode eight. Uh, stay tuned and hopefully y'all had a great Thanksgiving. But why was I low key? Why was I low key hoping that you got the episode number wrong? All right, bye, y'all. Bye, <laughs> petty, petty ass. <laughs>